vision boards are not something that guys tend to get very excited about. However, when I have been dragged through the process of doing a vision board, I have looked back 12 months later, 15 months later, and I have thought, wow, I cannot believe how many of those things came to fruition. It's Jillian, and this is my podcast all about nutrition, entrepreneurship, and motherhood. If you're ready, open, and dedicated to making daily habit changes that will help you have it all, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to the It's Jillian podcast. I am back with my favorite guest, Eric Burkum. <laughs> the <laughs> love of here. my life. We have done, this is actually our second podcast together, but it was so fun. So we're back for another round trying to give our, I wouldn't say expert marriage or couple advice, but just our experience. We doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're I, out here. We're out here trying we're to survive. It. We just had to stop recording to go put our three-year-old back in bed. So, you know, we're living the life here. We're, mm-hmm. we're experiencing it all. Yep. So our big thing right now is kindergarten. Our five-year-old just started kindergarten. I swear, it's been two weeks. I swear she's grown up. She's like 12 now. Yeah, she's a small adult now. It's so Um, weird. Yeah, it's crazy to watch her just kind of blossom. And all the things that we assume she's not ready to do, she's way ready to do. Yeah, I mean, she didn't look back at us. She like left and went with her teacher and like didn't even shed a tear. Yeah, her little brain is expanding (laughs) and we're wondering what happened and when she started to grow up, there I swear, she is. She's like, have you noticed, like, her letters, like, she's drawing her letters or just, like, explaining things to us about how to spell things or you just, like, grew up so fast. In I know. Weeks. I'm really proud of her, though. It's been cool yeah. to watch. It's been really fun to watch her. Did you get teary-eyed when we, like, dropped her off? You did. I don't know if I, I got think, teary-eyed well, or you not, got, but I was, I was feeling, I had the feels. You were melting a little I bit. had the feels, for sure. I yeah. feel like I need to like rethink this because I don't feel like I get like that as a mom. Yeah, it was weird. It was like I just wanted to stay there at school even after she went into the classroom because I just felt like I must be needed here for something because she's no longer in my sight. And now she's in that massive building over there mm-hmm. with hundreds of other kids and a small handful of adults. My services must be necessary no. here. No, not so much. Not so much. Well, we're so used to daycare where you go in and you're like, see the teacher every single day and meet all the kids and the parents are walking in and out. And it's just very, uh, totally different. Yeah. You're dragging your kid down the hall and they can't even get through the door without almost losing a finger or turning the wrong direction. And yeah. And then kindergarten, it's two shoulder straps, a backpack, a lunchbox and peace out, fam. Crazy, but yeah. it's actually been, it has been really fun to see. And I thought it was going to be way more difficult of a transition for us as a family, but I feel like we are prepared for it. Luckily, with my schedule, it's easy to like work around school times. And she is doing some after school stuff a couple of days, which really helps too. But mm-hmm. so, like, this, like, I had this like fear of like, okay, we're going to have like this huge life change with school. And then we're also going to have like a newborn baby, which yes, that is going to be. <laughs> that That's also be. happening soon. <laughs> That might be more of a challenge. This kid, So far, kindergarten has been kind of a breeze. I'm good with it so It far. has. It has. But yeah, little little man comes to join us here in a little over a month. I know. You yeah, are very we're, pregnant. We're recording this. Yeah, probably when it's out. I'm hopefully, hopefully she's Oh my she's gosh, here. yeah. <laughs> so crazy. when this airs, yes. 
folks can be thinking, wow, they sound so lively right now. (laughs) And I wonder what they're doing right now. While you're listening to this, we are probably laying in a bed Mm -hmm. because it's probably 3.30 in the afternoon and we're catching 45 minutes of sleep in between naps or before one of us got to go pick up the kids, the other kids at school. That's true. You're not a napper, but you let me nap. But yeah, so, you know, it actually is perfect because, you know, the big thing that we're going to be talking about today in our episode is sharing our experience of working together to get on the same page, whether Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the business journey just because I think that is a huge thing for entrepreneurs and how they stay on the same page with their partner. But then also parenting styles, because that's a huge part of our lives, obviously, right now, especially, I think, like, just like in the thick of it with a toddler, well, two toddlers. Mm -hmm. I mean, Emma going on 16, but a three-year-old and a five-year-old and an, you know, almost a newborn here too. But I think, I remember you saying this one time, I think it was at like a wedding or something, and they asked like, what's your biggest piece of advice? Do you remember, if you had to get, say something right now, what would you say? I'm curious if it's what I remember. It was a guy giving the advice? No, it's like, so you were giving advice to a couple. Oh, I was giving yeah. advice. Oh my gosh. What this would has you gotta say? Be, this has got to be just pure. I don't know. Turn question. off the scoreboard, something okay. like that. And we talk about, we talk about the scoreboard, but I don't so know. I you remember, you what did I say? Communication. I said communication? Yeah. Oh. But I was, as I was thinking about this episode, I think that is probably the key to staying on the same page because it, even though it gets so crazy and it's hard to like have five seconds of a conversation, I think that has been our biggest success in trying to stay on the same page most times. You may call it a success. I may call it a saving grace. Yeah, I like that. Okay. (laughs) I'm good with that. That which keeps us afloat. Okay. Yeah. So let's start off first with the kind of business side of this, of like staying on the same page with career, professional life, both of us, whether you're an entrepreneur or have dreams, you know, whatever job or hobbies, even things you have, like, how do you guys stay on the same page with that type of stuff? So let's start first with like, how do we approach one another to communicate these ideas or goals or things that we are excited about, whether it is our, again, our career or passions that we have in our life? Is there anything that comes to mind that you think we do well that has worked well for us? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind, and you may find that it's a a theme throughout our chat here, so I apologize in advance if it ends up being just that, but the word that comes to my mind is acknowledgement because I feel like whether it's an ambition around work, an intention to jump into an entrepreneurial endeavor, a new opportunity in the in the more corporate world where where I have worked I find that when we approach each other with conversations like this about a new thing we tend to and lean into this acknowledgement of after we get through all the initial excitement about this thing that we're really jazzed about we acknowledge for our partner how we see that it will impact them for the positive or the negative. Mm -hmm. And when I say negative, I really mean from an inconvenience, you know, perspective, right? Where it might be something that your partner is going to need to lean into, maybe make some concessions, maybe compromise, maybe just take on more. And I find that a lot of times acknowledging that goes a long way towards kind of selling it in. Mm -hmm. If we can, if we're talking business here, selling it in as opposed to, 
well, if I show how excited I am about this, then he's totally going to, he's going to let me do it. Mm -hmm. Well, you might get through that conversation, but there might be some resentment hidden in the back, right? Because your partner doesn't feel acknowledged, right? It's so funny because you're saying that because I'm like, yes, you do a really good job of that. And I don't know (laughs) if I do that great of a job of that. I'm like, yes, you are very good at that. And I... But that's, it's a great, like, it's like you're summing it up so perfectly. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I could have said it in that one word. I think we come from different places when it comes to goals and ideas and new opportunities because we professionally, we exist in different kind of universes, right? And we've talked about this before and we'll probably talk about it again. You live in an entrepreneurial world of business ownership and I live and work in the more corporate world. So those two things are a little different. An opportunity that I might come to you with is, would be more around a promotion opportunity in in my current organization, or it might be something I was approached about externally or something I saw externally. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little more cut and dry, right? In terms of the factors, it's money, it's roles and responsibility. But then you start looking at commute and telecommute and hybrid and, you know, all these things, right? But it's a little bit more of a checkbox, a list of checkboxes. And so it's it's a little easier maybe to identify the ways in which that's going to affect you. In a more entrepreneurial world, things can be a little more nebulous, especially on the front end, where you don't necessarily know what's going to be required mm-hmm. in order for it's a like particular opportunity, opportunity to thrive. It's kind of like a new, it's, they're all different. Like yeah. It's not a lot of the same stuff. And like everything has a little bit of a different. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate right? you saying that that I acknowledge and I, I do all those things, mm-hmm. but it's maybe it's a little easier for me to do that because it's easier to identify. But I think before you jumped into millennial nutrition and kind of the entrepreneurial world, I think you did as good a job as one could do to try to acknowledge. <laughs> you guys don't see his smirk on his face right yeah. now, but yes. It's definitely a learning, like I had something I'm definitely still working on. But yeah, I think when I think about how we communicate with each other, our ideas, our goals, what we're excited about, a couple of things that came to mind. One of them is like to do that communication, like trips away. That's I feel like we have our best conversations. Like we just went on our baby moon to Coronado and just like sitting down at dinner and saying like, where are we going to be in five years? Like that's such a fun question to like just dream and think up and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about what do we want to do? Do we want to invest in real estate? Like our, what are our family vacations like? What are our jobs? Are we moving? Are we staying in our same house? Like there's so many of these other things that I think got brought up that we just don't talk about on the day-to-day basis. Yeah. Well, these are things that are tough to talk about in 20-second yeah. increments, you know? But we even did, I'm thinking about, there was even a time when we had, we still kind of do our at-home date nights, but especially when, I think it was when Bryn was born, and we were like, we actually would play a game. We played. It's like, look, we're not going anywhere yeah. for a while, so <laughs> We let's. played card games, <laughs> so we'd have at-home date nights, but there was no TV on. Yeah. It wasn't watching a movie. It was like playing a card game and like talking. And mm-hmm. so like those types of conversations, I think, always happen then or doing, like we always kind of called like those conversations at restaurants, napkin dreaming, where, I mean, obviously you could write out on a nap, like a little cocktail napkin, but you could also just talk about it. And the other thing that came to my mind is, we actually did not do one together this last year, so we failed there. But we have done, I think, twice, like a couple's vision board at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. And that was so fun. We need so to, fun. I know, we need to get back So, So, guys, this is, you know, a little PSA for the men out there. Or ladies, if you're listening, you can you can figure out the right way to 
kind of boil this down for your man, but vision boards are not something that guys tend to get very excited about. However, when I have been dragged through the process of doing a vision board, I have looked back 12 months later, 15 months later, and I have thought, wow, I cannot believe how many of those things came to fruition. And it's a really phenomenal thing to see. I probably would not do one for myself personally, just individually. I know you enjoy doing that. But when we've done them together, I mean, man, talk about a great at-home date night. And if you can just find a way to make it lighthearted and just have some fun with it and self-deprecate and laugh. We did a couple things. So number one, when I pulled you into it initially, I said I would be the scribe. So I had the poster board and my markers. And instead of cutting out pictures and like spending five hours, yeah. we just wrote out or like drew pictures. Mm-hmm. And because I like to doodle stuff like that, so it worked out for us. But mm-hmm. I mean, the whole process of like cutting out pictures and like pasting them, I like that. You hate that. So that was yeah. a change in the process. Yep. But, okay, I think every guy that's a golfer will really tune into this when you tell them about <laughs> what you had on your vision board for golfing. Well, so two different times now, and I'll keep it short because the ladies don't care about this, but <laughs> I think it's still we, cool. The, the first year we did our couples vision board, I put on there that I wanted to score better than 90 in a round of golf 10 times. I think I did it 13 or 14 times mm-hmm. that year. And so the next year I said, I'm going to try and score better than 85, or I said 85 or better five times. And it did take me until my last round of the calendar year. I kid you not, you can't make this stuff up, but I killed it. I knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I remember that. And this year, like you said, we haven't done a vision board. And so I don't have anything in that realm, but I've wondered, man, I don't know. And I'm I'm not trying to, you know, self-deprecate. I'm not trying to be a martyr. I don't know how much lower I could expect myself to go in terms of average golf score without like a coach or, you know, a regular training regimen. But I continue to kind of surprise myself with how I perform kind of on average or kind of ups and golf is a game of ups and downs, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> it, 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 that was one of the really cool things to see. Right? That was just a small thing. But um, like, what else did we have on there that we did? Well, for me personally, if we're, I mean, just overshare.com here, but, you know, I had a major love of chewing tobacco. Mm-hmm, and there was one year I said, I'm going to, I'm going to quit chewing tobacco and cold Turkey did it. Never looked back. Haven't touched it since that was five, six years ago. And I loved every minute of my life with chewing tobacco. It and it's, yeah, I know. He had it when he was doing it when I was dating. But that was, was on like, the vision board. Oh. I put that on the vision board. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. You did put that on your mm-hmm. That's when I had to do your There own. were some trips we said we would take with friends that mm-hmm. um, we weren't sure how it would look or how it would happen, but it happened. I thought of our kitchen remodel. Like that seemed like such a huge project. And like, we're like, I don't have money for that. Yep. And then we just figured it out. Yeah. I was like, oh, we can do this. And we can, like, this is a recommendation of the perfect contractor. And like, it just all perfectly came together. Yeah. So, so vision boards. Yes. Vision boards. We're here for it. Okay. So, kind of summing things up to give couples some tips on how to stay on the same page when they're tackling their goals. I think. From a business standpoint, it's all about communication. It's like the number one thing. And then finding what works for you, whether it is date nights or vision boards or what other ways do you think people could do that? Like that works for us. But Uh, yeah, I mean, I 
I know like sometimes during the night it's hard to talk through things. So sometimes even, this is so silly, but like emailing, like writing an email during the day, sometimes when you're trying to stay on top, like communicate something just because that's like your only chance to talk because in mm-hmm. the evenings you're with the kids. Like mm-hmm. even that's a great way to just stay on top of stuff. Totally agree. You Also, another PSA, you can apologize to each other in emails. Mm-hmm. And kind of write out your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> and then, I like that. Honestly, you know me. I'm very not great at speaking yeah. my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I need to write it out. So mm-hmm. we have had texting and emailing conversations yeah. of sharing our feelings on a certain and topic. it works. Yeah, it, it does work. work. Okay, so let's transition a little bit more to stay on the same page with parenting styles. This was interesting because I know we have a couple of questions here. And I feel like I don't know your answer to them. So. <laughs> Well, let me start by asking the question, what's a parenting style? It just seems, it's it's such a... Yeah, it's so big. That's a really heavy, heavy phrase there, parenting style. And I don't know if I'm prepared or equipped, but we're going to dive in. I mean, I think it is just how you handle your situation in like developing your kids, whether it's discipline or rewarding them or like sports or school. Like there's a bunch of stuff like that. I feel like it's kind of all comes down to it. And it probably a lot of it is just based on how we were raised, right? Like that's probably the biggest thing that really develops it. It's like your own experience with your kids, whether it was negative or positive, then you choose kind of how you're going to go into it. But so share your, if you had to explain what your parents were like or your lifestyle was like growing up, what would you say? Man, that's really tough to just try to frame up, right? But obviously, both of my parents were around and super, my parents are still married and and here locally with us, which is such a cool thing. Well, I was a tough kid, for sure. I would say what I recall is well, my dad didn't have a lot of patience, which is a trait he passed down to his his <laughs> youngest son. His oldest son seems to have quite a bit of patience, actually. But And let's see, you are the youngest or the oldest? I, I'm clarify. the youngest of two. And the, oh, I'm the second child. But, you know, my mom worked where we went to school. And so we were with my mom so much more. My dad had to commute to work. And so, you know, there's that. But I don't know. You know, I I operated. I, I think after I was diagnosed with ADHD, my world started to revolve around this element of good behavior results in rewards and bad behavior results in an absence of those rewards. Right. Not necessarily corporal punishment or things, certainly timeouts were a thing and, you know, wooden spoons uh, occasionally. And uh, hey, why does that always a thing? I don't know. I don't it's know. Like, was that like a thing I've where never, like moms were all given a wooden spoon? I'm 30. So I've been on this planet 36 years and I've never thought to find a wooden, like, where's the wooden spoon, right? I I'm, don't know because that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, not with but, me, but with my brothers, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's kind of where where my parents found that some success could be had with me was this this element of rewards versus a, a lack of them or or punishment in the form of timeouts and removal of things. And so I don't know. I don't know how that equates to me as a, as a parent because um, well, I don't know if I can self-identify, right? Well, but, and I think there we definitely both do like working towards a goal or something mm-hmm. like, for example, nighttime as far as getting upstairs to bed to brush teeth and do stories has been challenging lately so we put like a little chart on both the girls doors where they get to check off the nights that they are good listeners and Mm -hmm. then they get to get a toy Mm -hmm. so I think I mean I have when you say rewards that's like really like I'm like yeah I can totally see that Mm -hmm. is something that is really strong in you and I definitely find ways where I fall into it too but if I had to say something I'd feel I would say that's probably your 
one of your greatest My style. Yeah, styles. Yeah, your parenting style. Exactly. What's yours, Jillian? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What would you say? <laughs> yeah. So you make me answer the question for myself, and then I have to answer the question for you too. <laughs> yes. So you're the, I, I would say, host. all right, all right, you you're gonna the- you're gonna give me the mic here. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mic hot. No, and I'm I'm kind of poking fun at you here, but I would say you have a surplus of patience. Maybe at times a little more patience than I'd prefer to see. Yes, you want me to? <laughs> no, I'll like just say more patience more. than I do. Yeah, I mean, now we're obviously we're getting into the realm of discipline, which isn't necessarily the nature of this parenting style conversation. But I think that does come into play when you talk about discipline. Discipline is kind of a a product or a function of like behavior, like times, patience, mm-hmm. or or oh, tolerance, yeah. Ooh, right? I like that. That's very And insightful. I would imagine most parents, most couples have some degree of a variation between their tolerance or their patience levels. And I would guess most women tend to have more of it and have more tolerance and therefore let more things go versus the male. And so, you know, that's just something, again, we talk about acknowledgement, just something to acknowledge as Mm -hmm. you're trying to work out a plan or kind of a modus operandi, you know, Mm -hmm. of how are we going to handle this? But it's something I see, you know, it bubbles up from time to time, for you and I, right? Just that we have different thresholds there. And well, there was a time, I feel like we've gone over a little bit, but there was a time when like you were like, felt like you were always the one yelling. Mm-hmm. And that's just <laughs> not my like, MO. Disciplining. that's not my MO. Like I don't, that's just not what I do. Like yeah. I, that, and so, not to say all the time, but I, my first reaction is not to yell when they aren't listening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as you've seen now, even when I do yell, it's like, it's totally different coming from a mom versus a dad. Like the listening yeah, you, is Yeah, you not- yelling is is about the most unintimidating thing I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you here. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. But but that's just not how I— But like my thing is like I feel like you're probably the patience is a big thing. I For discipline, it's a lot of getting on their level and talking to them and working through things mm-hmm. and— like trying to explain things to them, which we can do now that they're old enough. I know this doesn't work when they're like really young, but that's but let, let's dive into this a little bit more, like one layer deeper, and to try to provide any degree of guidance that could possibly be gleaned from our our struggle. Right? <laughs> it's like, well, how do you take this? Right? Because we're just talking about you and I, right. but hopefully our listeners are thinking about they and their partner. And, and how they mm-hmm. self-identify or hopefully you can have a healthy conversation about this at the next time you go out for a date or something like that. But I think one of the best things you can do is to talk openly about the differences and the variations that you can identify in yourselves as a couple and try to work to kind of connect those those dots, right? So internalizing or holding things back or just hoping that your partner will display some degree of patience that's more similar to yours or a disciplinary style that's more similar to yours is only going to lead to frustration, right? And then a bottling up and then a bubbling over and then an explosion of epic proportions. It's never happened to us. Never happened to us. We never <laughs> we never experienced that. But I guess, you know, if I'm going to try to offer some sort of of a recommendation, it would be talk about those things that are different and make your partner aware of what your hopes would be, right? Hey, it would be, I really struggle when I find or when I feel 
myself doing a lot of this. Uh, you hear me saying this yeah. a lot. I do a lot of this and it doesn't make me feel good. I don't like that I do it. And so you're not just trying to dump that on your partner, right? And I can't change, so you better deal mm-hmm. with it, right? That's not what it's about. And I probably do a little bit of that, but it's more about if we can come to a middle ground and you can display a little bit of this, it would really help me to do less of this, which I don't like. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just I'm getting like, at this whole idea. of the yelling thing, I think. Where that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like the yeah. best example. That's the best example, I think, of like yeah. what's sticking in my head of like, and I shared why I don't react that way. And mm-hmm. so now when it's a moment like that, that you're like, you don't expect me to be like yelling. Whereas right. the way that I am going to handle the situation is not going to be the same as you. And But it, we understand each other. We're like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Isn't it funny how a conversation around parenting styles so quickly just turns into a conversation <laughs> around how do we discipline our children and manage their behavior together? I know. Okay. Because let's I think there's a lot of other elements to parenting okay, styles. I was going to say, are- what about sports or extracurricular activities. Like, Mm -hmm. I think for both of us, we both did a lot of that Mm -hmm. growing up. Yeah. Stellar athletes. (laughs) I don't know if I'd say that. (laughs) These days with this basketball under my shirt. But, (laughs) but yeah, I think, like, for us, well, for me, I'll say, for when it comes to whatever activities she wants to be in, I'm, like, both of our girls, I'm thinking of Emma mostly just because she's old enough to start doing a lot of that stuff. Like, I'll let her try whatever. Like, I don't have mm-hmm. a specific thing. Like, she has to do this or has to play this sport. And yeah. I think we've, so far, she's done soccer, basketball, dance, mm-hmm. gymnastics, swim. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, like, let her try some different stuff out. Yep. But that's a whole other thing, too, of, like, how people parent with that type of stuff. Right. Yeah, and it's it's tough because as a parent, whether you're into sports or the arts or any number of things— you know, there's some part of you that wants your child to be interested in it too. And it is tough and it's kind of a slippery slope. But I mean, I think it, and this might be a little cliche, but it kind of comes, for me, it comes down to exposing your kid to as much as you can. And it's okay if those things lead with, if the top of that list are things that you yourself are interested in. But I was out on the golf course with somebody this last weekend And a buddy that I was with had asked about Emma and golf. Emma's five now. And it's worth noting that Tiger Woods was pretty into golf by, I think it's, it's out there that he was three years old, you know, when, when his dad first put a golf club in his hand, Emma hasn't swung a metal golf club, you know, but I thought about it and I was like, you know, as of right now, I don't see that in her. Like, I don't see that her personality feels like it would really gel with the game of golf. First of all, it, it requires a lot of patience, which... And like precision. And precision. And obviously hand-eye coordination, muscle memory, et cetera, et cetera. But like just, you know, there's not a lot of things about golf that are uber exciting, you know, for a five-year-old. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just not moved to push her into that. I also have a son coming my way. So I have the luxury of... I don't know, babe. Well, I got another, I got another chance another at this golfing. Another chance thing, he might be... Although... I was thinking he might be very into like singing and drama and theater. And so were you. Let's all remember. <laughs> he hates that I bring this I up. I love that. Oh my God. Eric was Joseph and Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. It's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Sorry. If we just want to be. Okay. Eighth we grade. We want to be crystal here. I need to get. I have a VHS. <laughs> I need to get it on DVD. Actually, no. I think I have it on DVD now. 
Well, anyway, that doesn't help. When this our episode comes out, so. I think we're going to have to show a snippet of it. <laughs> That's fine. It was man, it, Birkenstock, everybody. sandals, oh, I love it. eyeliner. So you'll the whole be deal. into everything, like no matter what. But yes, I know golf is something that you are very keen on yeah. producing. But I think we struggled with. Soccer, you know, we put her in a soccer league and it was hot outside and her and her friends just wandered off the... She would just be standing there like picking her nails on the field. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, no portion of that was at all enjoyable for us. So I'm not inclined to like push that. However, think about other things. Like when one thing doesn't click, think about other things that the two of you could enjoy together. When I say the two of you, I mean one parent and the child because let's face it, you're probably you know, dividing and conquering. And, you know, for us, that happened to be basketball. Mm -hmm. YMCA basketball starts at five, Emma's five and a half. And so, you know, I'm thinking, wow, it's summertime, basketball's played indoors. Hey, let's just, let's give it a shot, you know? And I don't know, it's almost like, I think I signed her up before I even talked to her about it, right? And then I was just like, hey, yeah, you got her here's so a pumped. thing we're going to try, you right? You got her so pumped. You went and bought her cute little clothes from Dick's Sporting Goods. Yep. You actually ended up becoming the assistant coach. Yep. That's, <laughs> yeah. Ipso facto, I ended up becoming the assistant coach. But it was fun. It was so fun. It was fun. Yeah. And she, and, did, she enjoyed it. She loved it. Yep. And she had fun doing it with you. I think mm-hmm. it was like really exciting. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a big part of the it. The other thing, and this is switching gears a tiny bit, but still staying in the realm of parenting style, is I notice, I mean, our girls are so in tune with us staring at our phone. Mm, yeah, they'll And I think, uh, and I hope we didn't talk about this last time we were together on, on the show. So I apologize if we did. But I mean, you talk about a humiliating feeling. It's when your toddler tells you to put your phone down. And man, that it hits different. It hits different. And it's like, okay, like shape up. Just, I guess it's just a, a word of caution that like at a really, really young age, these kids notice when our eyes roll into the back of our heads and we just turn into zombies on the Instagram yeah. machines, you know, and we're just important. Let's face it. We're not doing anything important. They can tell when we're trying to send an email and they get upset yeah. about that too. But it's also, it's different when you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch you dance. Yeah. And they're like, they and, they, say, and like, then your phone, you know, your, your beak's buried in your phone. So yeah. man, we got to, we have to shape up about that as parents because yeah. We are now as much a part of the digital age as as they will be when they're older. All right. So I wanted to share one last thing as far as parenting that I feel like is one of my biggest tools. And it's a phrase. I don't know if you know what I'm going to say. Any guesses? It's a phrase that I use a lot. We'll see. <laughs> that is yeah. my favorite phrase to use. It yeah. will save the you as a parent. Bullet. It will save you as a parent in so many meltdowns because yeah. there is an inkling of promise Yep. Or like an unknown, I wouldn't say promise, there's an unknown and you never have to commit to it. But when they say, can we go good ice? Mm-hmm. We'll see. You know, there's no, nothing in there that is promising one way or the other. And it just defers the question Diffuses to the situation, another right? realm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is, I use it Buys you all time. time. And right now, their their short-term memory is still in development. And so there's a chance they won't remember it. I think my life will be complete. And I may just, like, transfer into some sort of a space-time wormhole when Emma one day responds to Will C by saying, so you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) 
I'm just going to die. I'll ascend into heaven and I'll be seated at the right hand and it'll be, it'll be game over. Gosh, if you review this episode and can note which movie that phrase is yeah, from. That was an Easter egg. We will give you guys a What's Been In Your Club swag item. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think honestly, the biggest thing about staying on page, business, parenting, whatever, which we mentioned from the very beginning, it all goes, always goes down to just talking and being on the, like communicating about everything, Mm -hmm. which is hard when there's a lot going on, but there's, you just got to find little ways to do that. Again, whether it's emailing, texting. Yep. And just not being afraid. Communicating is as much about not being afraid to share your feelings openly and just kind of being vulnerable about Mm -hmm. it at times. You're right? so good about that, babe. Well, I'm just a, I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> All right, we need to end this before we get into another movie quote. <laughs> Here we go. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow me at It's Jillian on Instagram and TikTok. Connect with us there and send us a direct message with your biggest takeaway from this episode. And of course, we would love if you rate and review this podcast and of course, throw in that reference to that movie quote. And mm-hmm. we will have some of our reviewees get some free What's for Dinner Club swag. I have cool stickers with fun food puns, little pop sockets for your phone, coasters, really cute little stuff. So make sure you rate and review to get a chance to win some of those things. And of course, don't forget to use promo code podcast when you sign up for the What's for Dinner Club and you will get a free month of the What's for Dinner Club. If you don't know what that is yet, check it out. Eric's a fan, right? I love it. I mean, yummy dinners, easy to make. You've even made one, but you made them by yourself when I've given you the recipe. I have. And it's crazy. It's like every night I come home and there's something that you magically found the time to create with all the things you have going on. And I'm blessed. If I can do it, you can do it, guys. Okay. And remember, promo code podcast, get a free month of the What's For Dinner Club. All right. Bye, everybody. Take it easy, everyone. Be good. Bye.